Hello and welcome to the Coffee Gals podcast, brought to you by the team behind the Ottawa Coffee Fest. Bonjour et bienvenue au podcast Café, présenté par l'équipe derrière le Café Fest Ottawa. My name is Mel. Et mon nom est Jen. Every few weeks, we'll be speaking with different people within the industry, so you can get to know more about your favorite local roasters and coffee shops. Let's get started. Today's guest is Paige Watts, owner of Wild Child Coffee Project in Westboro. Although she loves the city of Ottawa, Paige started to wonder why most places were so heavily catered to either adults or children separately, but not many options for both to enjoy together. In April 2019, she opened the Play Cafe, which helps parents and guardians with young children enjoy quality coffee and food while their kids play in their own whimsical play space, filled with toys and interactive structures. Hi Paige, thank you so much for meeting with us today. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Of course, you must be quite busy um, with, uh, you know, being a mom and a business owner. So we do appreciate the time uh, that you took for chatting with us today. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So uh, tell us about yourself and the philosophy behind Wild Child Coffee Project. And uh, what inspired you to open up the, your space? Wonderful question. I um, My background's uh, social services, um, so working with the vulnerable populations. Uh, worked in group homes and in the jail um, with chronically homeless and incarcerated women. Um, and my husband's in a position that he's gone quite often. So trying to give my job 100% and my family 100% was really starting to become a challenge. Um, but I still wanted to do something that gave back to the community. My sisters work for Disney Cruise Lines, and we've been able to experience that for the last 10 years of what Disney has to offer to families as a whole, which is what I felt like Ottawa was really lacking, is that nothing really touched on a family setting. It's always really child-oriented or it's really adult-oriented. Um, and so nothing brought that together. And so the philosophy really was, uh, create a space for parents to de-stress so that in turn the kids can be a little less stressed. That's great. Yeah, um, we, Mel and I actually obviously walked into your your uh, little cafe and uh, we were just struck by how inclusive it was. Like, you know, there's like a little area that's the playpen uh, for all the kids and then the, the more mature side of of the cafe when you walk in um, for for parents to enjoy their coffee guilt free quote unquote. So how do you just just you know expanding on the guilt of you know bringing your kids out? You know, there's obviously stigma around that. How do you feel about about that? Like um, in general, like when when parents feel that guilt when they bring their kids uh, to a public public space. It's, it's an interesting question. I mean, you look at uh, different societies. I mean, you look at places in Europe and you look at um, even San Diego, for example, um, and they, they do little things that are inclusive with regards to when you go to every restaurant in San Diego, they have a kid's menu regardless. You know, it's five things, but all of them have it. And so you feel that sense of welcoming. 
Um, and same in Europe, you know, every every spot is kind of a play cafe, right? There's always a little children's area because they're part of their society. Whereas here, um, it's so segregated. And so as a parent, even if it's being said, not being said, or, you know, not vocalized, you can't help but feel that way because there isn't high chairs or there isn't a kid's menu or there isn't any sort of child option, which is kind of saying, I worked at Joey's out West. Um, there's one kind of downtown Ottawa and there's one in Lansdowne. And I'll never forget my boss saying to me, families are welcome, but we don't cater to them. Therefore, we don't offer high chairs. We don't offer children's menus. And we want to not make it so that people bring their children here. By not offering those things, then hopefully they won't feel as comfortable bringing them. And so that really resonated with me. Yeah, and, and something you don't forget, you know, that was eight years ago. Um, but that's a perfect example of a setting which in turn makes a parent feel uncomfortable. That's interesting. Yeah, I can't believe that, you know, it's still not, uh, you know, in inclusive for, for children. Like I also worked at a restaurant, but it was uh, St. Hubert's. And so they are known for like their little play area. Kind of exactly, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they just run to it. And, you know, it, I'm I'm surprised to, to, to hear that it's yeah that's unfortunate because you want just because you have kids doesn't mean you don't want to go and still enjoy you know going out and I, I know times are different now but you know it's not a, a reason to, to not want to go out to to like have a meal out or whatever the activity might be so the quality of experience shouldn't have to take a step back which is what I really wanted to focus on and and kind of what Disney proved to me right like you should still be able to have a five-star service and not be a millionaire um, within your community without having to say that I'm a parent so I don't get those things anymore, you know, or saying, you know, now I have kids, so um, I might not be able to do the same things that I used to. That shouldn't be the case. You should still be able to enjoy your life and have a quality experience just because you have children. For sure. Yeah. Is there... A particular reason why you went with a cafe as opposed to another type of establishment? Absolutely. I think the cafe just um, offered a, a level of versatility um, that that other places didn't. Um, and the space really kind of spoke to me. It was just naturally divided. Um, the back play area was actually where they made all the chocolate. Um, so I kind of just got it in. It was just it was a really natural transition within the space. And then with a with a coffee shop, you know, you can do so much more with it. People can still host events. You can make it as sophisticated as you want. You can make it as, you know, casual as you want. And it just allowed for so much more to come with it. Um, and then growth and expansion, because it really is a project. I had absolutely no idea, you know, what parents would really crave the most. And so a coffee shop gave me the ability to flex on where the business would pivot to. Is there a little bit of like personal, uh, you know, love for coffee too that was kind of thrown in there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially, you know, you go to, it, it's just easy, you know, you want to um, go meet a friend or uh, just something quick. With parents, it's usually has to be, you know, 20, sure. 30 minutes at a time. So 
in order uh, to give that casual sense and just be able to enjoy the little things, AKA 20 coffees a day, um, it definitely had a huge part to play in that. Yeah, absolutely. Like anything quick, uh, you know, as opposed to like a sit down meal probably is a, a big time commitment for, for new parents, especially so. Yeah, yeah, and just being able to enjoy that hot cup of coffee, you know? Mm-hmm. especially a decent cup. I think I think the biggest play was that when you go to these play groups or you go to different things, the coffee always sucks. <laughs> and so it's definitely a huge factor. Yeah, you want some quality stuff to keep them awake. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we noticed on your website that you started offering equipment and toy rental uh from your playpen so was that implemented when the pandemic hit or was that something that you had in mind already like and tell us how you've had to adapt yeah it was um it was absolutely implemented um throughout the pandemic i think the goal was if people can't use our space how can we still get our space to them um so Again, with this business, it's always been how can I give parents a little slice of sanity? Um, and so in doing that and, and hoping to still give back to the community, we did just weekly rentals so that parents could still have a change of pace within their home that they're stuck in um, without having to pay hundreds of dollars for these pieces. And then they can kind of rotate through them so your kids aren't always getting bored. I did it at a really affordable price. It was, you know, $20 a week for a huge um, climbing piece. And then they get it from Saturday, I mean, Sunday to Saturday. When it's returned on Saturday, it's fully sanitized, has 24 hours to sit after the um, with the sanitizer. And then the next group can pick it up on the Sunday. The community raised um, $5,000 for me at the beginning. You know, as a business, especially as a coffee shop, it's so easy to just say, I'm closing the doors. You know, this is this is not worth the stress of what it will become. And then the community banded together behind my back and raised all that money. So gave me the push that clearly it's not just me that really enjoys this space. There's many more people who want to see it kept alive. Yeah. You hit so many groups, it seems, you know, like checking some boxes for so many categories. So you're right. There's not that many businesses like that in Ottawa. Hopefully you kind of started a bit of a, like a trend and we'll see more hopefully so we've done that and then we've also pivoted to um a co-working space right now uh, that offers childcare, which is huge for a lot of families in the sense that if they're homeschooling they do their homeschooling in the morning and then they have these busy beavers in the afternoon so parents come and they sit and they can do all their work for about four hours while the kids play in the back and are fully staffed with two um, early childhood educators we put plexiglass across the um, open space, which broke my heart a little bit because it's supposed to be open and inclusive, but we put plexiglass across and then we put um, French doors up where uh, the entry was to give that little bit of separation and quietness um, so parents can still have that balance. So that's where we've pivoted the most for stage three when we were able to open again. And again, it just came back to being able to offer something consistent to our customers. Um, you know, what, is that, what does that look like? What, what is that? What, what can that even become with so much unknown? So our focus was into programmings and stability for parents instead of drop in play. 
parents probably loved um, that option, just the co-working space. Uh, yeah. It's probably very popular. Is it still open right now? Yes. Do they have to sign up beforehand for a time at the, to go to the co-working space? Yeah, absolutely. We do it so that the cohorts remain the same and it's only a max of five children, um, but it's all on our website. Um, and it's broken down by day and time um, on the website. And then you can pick, we do it by week to give parents um, ease of access to. So say their daycare is closed for a couple of weeks, they need somewhere quick to kind of give them a little bit of a break. Um, so we do it by week period so that they can just select their weeks throughout the month. That's good. I've, I've heard some stories of you know, parents taking shifts at home and watching their kids and working and like two full-time jobs, right? Like working from home and watching your kids and stuff. And, and so I'm, I'm sure this is a great relief for them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So do you have any advice for people who are maybe looking to open up a coffee shop one day on, on their own or, you know, a business catered towards children or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, trust your gut. I went through about two or three different coffee roasters um, when I had first started and trust how you, you know, trust how you feel, trust what you want. Some, some people are really pushy and it's all about sales, but um, you know, when you get down to the nitty gritty, my coffee roaster that I work with now is absolutely amazing and incredible um, and he's so passionate about his product and not only is he passionate about his product but he's passionate about the people who sell his product um, you know so that time and investment of quality care that he offers um, to grow your brand with you is is huge um, so to be able to to find someone and match with someone who's in line with your philosophy um you know just don't don't rush anything don't rush into anything don't don't make rash decisions um because i did and it cost me a lot of learning and growing pains because i rushed it um but i was i was grateful to finally down the road meet and match with someone who aligned with my vision um but if you can take your time and find that prior to opening um, then it's huge. We work with Brown Bag Coffee Roasters. I don't know if you guys have tried their coffee or heard of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're wonderful. Wonderful staff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I mean, a, a, an individual who also makes a brand called Man Soap. Um, you can't really go wrong. Obviously, some quality care there. No, but their coffee is, oh my gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, any projects coming up? Yeah, so we just um, we just moved into a space in Beckwith, which is uh, out towards Carleton Place, um, and we are starting a forest school slash daycare out here. Yeah, Ooh. so we have um, on our property we have a separate kind of fully legal apartment that we're going to transition into a center. Um, start low for now. There's about five spots that'll be available. And then we have two acres of forest in the back that's going to be our school. So we're going to be able to offer parents, you know, versatility of outdoors and indoors, which is really huge, especially as winter's coming, to give them the best of both worlds. Unfortunately, no coffee here, sad face. 
um, but it'll give us the ability to crutch onto and keep the cafe going throughout this wonderful time that we're in. That's massive. That's a, a huge, uh, yeah, a huge switch for you. That's that's great, though. I feel like it's, you know, just hearing about more forest schools kind of pop up in uh, in the area. I think you'll you'll get a lot of, of interest in in the program. Do you have sort of a, a timeline of when it's going to open? It'll be open for January first. That's awesome. The goal. It's hard, right? You know, the goal was always to focus on coffee, cafe, quality of experience. But when that's stripped away from you and having to pivot, um, it's challenging to still be able to offer the the coffee side of things with a with a really small margin um, and keep it alive and keep it going and keep it growing. So we really just had to narrow in on our philosophy and which is, you know, quality experience for parents and, and what does that look like right now? Um, and how do we bridge it so that we can go back to our to our cafe and keep everything going simultaneously. So hopefully this will give us a bit of a leg to stand on, especially with all of the subsidies that the federal government has kind of put into play right now, which is huge. Mix it all together in the blender and see what it comes out with, you know? Great news to hear that, you know, you're you're continuing to to come out with new ideas and projects as opposed to, you know, you're you're trying out new things to to try to adapt to everything and as opposed to trying just giving up and it's very it's very inspirational and it gives us a bit of <laughs> a bit of juice to keep going <laughs> during these times. <laughs> that and a whole lot of coffee and wine. Yep. <laughs> So I guess one last question is, where can people learn more about Wild Child? Yeah, great question. Um, our website, um, www.wildchildcoffeeproject.com, has all the information for rentals, um, you know, new, new ways. We're actually still offering private play on the weekend. Um, so within 28 days right now, we can't unfortunately offer food and drink, but parents can still drop in and use the space privately. And then that's all on the website and then also on our social media. So it's wildchild.coffeeproject. And that's kind of where our definitely our daily updates um, can be found the easiest and quickest way. Awesome. Well, thank you for, for taking the time to talk with us today. And um, yeah, it sounds like you have a lot of exciting things on the go. So yeah, all the best to you with, with everything. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Our podcast is available on our website at ottawacoffeefest.ca. Tell your friends and share the love. Je m'appelle Jen et nous sommes les cafés. My name is Mel and we're the Coffee Gals. Thank you and stay tuned for our next episode coming out in a few weeks. Until then, keep supporting your local roasters and coffee shops. <laughs>